Last year, I got solar panels on top of my house, and now I think that every homeowner in the Houston area ought to consider them. It is not an easy process, but I am talking today with Hannah Mitchell, the program director for Solar United Neighbors, the nonprofit group that helped me figure it all out. It is Tuesday, April 19th, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. Anna, thanks for joining us. If a person doesn't know anything about getting rooftop solar, what would you tell them? Yeah, so the process of buying rooftop solar, especially in the deregulated electricity market in Texas, can be a really uh, confusing and complicated process. It was terrifying when I tried it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of people have questions about, you know, how is this going to interact with my utility bill and how... Um, how do I find someone to do the work and what should I look for in a proposal? And so if someone is looking to go solar on their own outside of a group purchase program, um, so United Neighbors calls our, our group purchase programs with solar co-ops, but if someone's looking to go solar on their own, um, we usually recommend that they look at a couple of different proposals, um, like you're doing any type of home improvement work on your home. You want to compare um, right. proposals from different okay. contractors. Yeah. Let's, let's back up a little. Why is rooftop solar a good idea in Houston for an individual homeowner? Yeah, so we're increasingly seeing people look into rooftop solar um, to take control over their long-term electricity costs. Um, and also, we're seeing more people interested in adding storage to a rooftop solar system for the added peace of mind of having um, some, some personal resiliency should the grid go down. Okay. And there's also, of course, the environmental benefit so how does it work? What does a, just, how does a system basically work? You have panels on top of your roof and what happens? Are you still connected to the grid? Yeah, so um, most rooftop solar systems are grid tied uh, and the panels on top of your roof uh, take the light, the energy from the sun, and uh, convert them into usable electricity that you can use in your home. Yeah. So if I'm powering my house, why do I need to be tied to the grid? Oh, yeah, sure. So um, your panels are going to produce electricity while they have access to sunshine. And the grid essentially works as a battery. So um, <laughs> when your panels are producing um, an excess of what your home is consuming, that extra energy is going to flow out through your meter and be used by your neighbors. And when uh, your home is demanding more electricity than your panels are producing, say, uh, at night, um, you're going to be drawing that electricity from the grid. Okay. And then financially, how does that work? Do I get paid for the electricity that I'm making but not using? Yeah. So this is where it gets complicated, especially within yeah. uh, the deregulated <laughs> market. So in Houston, folks pick and choose a retail electricity provider. 
and some retail electricity providers offer a credit for excess generation. Um, Upsolar buyback plan is usually what they're called. And so those rates and those terms really depend on different retail electricity providers. But when your system uh, is producing an excess of electricity, you will receive a credit on your bill. Um, Yay. Yeah. And so when you're, and then when you're needing to buy electricity, um, you buy electricity. So that's how that works. How much does a system generally cost? Can you give sort of a ballpark idea? Yeah. And how does it pay off over time? So um, unlike pretty much anything else you buy, (laughs) solar is priced (laughs) per watt, not per panel. Um, So you're purchasing essentially the electricity producing potential of your system. And uh, what we are seeing within our group purchase programs, uh, an average cost per watt that we are seeing is about $2.50. Okay, and then, but what's an average per house? Because watts mean absolutely. nothing to me. Absolutely. And so yeah. <laughs> um, a yeah. house would, mm-hmm. I'll just say, uh, if a house is getting five, a 5 kW system, that's 5,000 watts. That's about $10,000. Um, a 10 kW system, that's 10,000 watts, that's $20,000. So that's sort of a range okay. that you can look at. Um, okay. And then there's a federal tax credit for solar. And uh, there's a 26% federal tax credit for solar um, for this year. Oh, that's big. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so that will reduce the, you know, that'll take a couple thousand dollars off of that. Um, we talked to folks about a bunch of different financing mechanisms if um, if a cash purchase isn't available. And some folks will wrap it into a mortgage refinance or a home equity line of credit or um, look to a credit union or um, their bank to get a loan. And then, of course, installers offer um, and most installers offer financing themselves. Yeah. So when I was doing the math, um, because I got my own solar panels last fall, what my guess, my best guess, you know, guessing Mm -hmm. what electricity costs are going to be was that my system would probably pay off within about seven or eight years. Mm. Is that something that sounds about average? That sounds great. (laughs) Um, we're guessing yeah. we're guessing at the future who knows yeah right. um what we usually i guess hear from people and what we um model out to the best of our ability given uh given retail electricity uh i guess plan costs and buyback rates we we look at somewhere in the 10 to 15 year range as sort of an average okay. Um, mm-hmm. but some folks are reporting about seven or eight years. Uh, it really depends on, you know, how you're using electricity and when you're using electricity, if you're self-consuming most of the electricity that your panels are generating, um, you know, potentially your buyback rate is going to be, uh, shorter. So, um, okay. Yeah. So the answer is it's really hard. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The answer is it yeah. depends. It's hard to guess. It's hard to say. 
generally the panels are going to last 20 years or that's the rough estimate uh, they're warranted for about 25 and so there's plenty okay. of systems that are continuing to produce electricity beyond that but um generally they're warranted for about 25 years Okay. It's a good investment over time if you can. Sure. It's not like, you know, if you're going yeah. to purchase a stove, you don't think of your stove as paying for itself <laughs> after seven to 10 years. Right. So unlike <laughs> other appliances or home upgrades, um, solar is something that is, uh, can be a true investment as opposed to um, just an added cost. Yeah. When I was interested in buying solar panels, the first thing I did was I, you know, Googled solar panels and suddenly salesmen were contacting me. And I was astounded. I was expecting gentle hippie <laughs> vegans who would come and sort of hold my hand and walk me through the process. And they were sharks. It was like buying a used car. Um, I, I realize you're not speaking about the system, but so what is it that Solar United Neighbors offers? What are you and how do you help people? Houston's original neighborhood downtown is for everyone and it's poppin'. It's our open-hearted home for our biggest celebrations and our treasured hidden gems. From the world-class theater district to incredible green spaces like Discovery Green, downtown is the place to be. In fact, more people visited downtown Houston last year than the entire population of Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, and San Antonio combined. There's no better time to live downtown than now. From starter apartments to luxury lofts, everyone can take advantage of the arts, business, culture, entertainment, food, and recreation. Now, you might think of downtown as only the heartbeat of Houston's regional economy, which it is, but there's so much more to it, including free events throughout the week with Downtown Houston Plus. From the Market Square Park Farmer's Market every Saturday to Yoga Flow every Wednesday, you can find something to do and eat and watch in Downtown Houston. Learn more at downtownhouston.org. Downtown Town Houston, get energized and revived. Absolutely. So Solar United Neighbors is a national 501c3 nonprofit organization. Um, and we have staff on the ground in about a dozen states. Um, yay, one of those states is Texas. <laughs> and we, Where we need it. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, and we help people uh, join together, go solar, and fight for their energy rights. So those are sort of the three prongs of our mission. And so some of the, the benefit of going solar through a Solar United Neighbors Solar Co-op, so that's one of our um, primary methods for achieving that go solar part of our mission, <laughs> um, is folks get to um, join into a group with other people in their area. And Solar United Neighbors offers information sessions and we have educational materials about solar. Um, we were founded back uh, in 2007 when our now executive director, um, Anya Schoolman, fielded a request from her uh, son who was in middle school and he was like, mom, mom, we have to get solar panels. And she realized there wasn't a ton of consumer facing information about solar. And so um, we really strive to be uh, vendor neutral uh, and provide just consumer facing public information about the process of going solar and um, really to improve energy literacy. So basically, 
what happened in my case, there was an, a solar co-op um, that I joined, and I think I forget how many people we ended up having, but it was around maybe 50, which let us negotiate sort of a group price. Yeah. You know, I'm sure, I, I am very sure that I did much better than I would have done alone negotiating that price. And y'all also helped me figure out the electric plan. Those buyback proposals are confusing. Yes. Because that finding an electric company is just as bad as figuring out, you know, my solar panel deal. Yeah. And that's part of why we really focus on the deregulated market. So as you named, um, one of the benefits of us going solar as a group is um, that Solar United Neighbors convenes a competitive bidding process, a request for proposals. Um, and so it is more attractive to companies to, you know, bid on multiple jobs than just an individual job. Um, and so we aim to take advantage of economies of scale to help uh <laughs> drive down the price of the installations. Um, we also strive to drive down the hassle of just navigating this process. And then um, we, Solar United Neighbors helps folks uh, then figure out, okay, um, well, I used to be on this electricity plan, but it's not compatible um, with earning bill credit for excess generation. So what do I do next? And so we'll right. help folks um, figure out uh what buyback plans are out there and, and help them to select one that will benefit their ener individual energy consumption and production patterns. Yeah. So what about people who aren't homeowners? Is there any way that they can get into mm. investing in their own solar panels? Yeah. So that is a great question. And the community solar is a solution to that problem. Um, so what is that? Community solar is also known as shared solar. Um, mm -hmm. And that's where you uh, you don't have the array cited on your property, but you either subscribe or invest in a portion of a larger project. Um, and so that uh, either you're in a subscription model, your electricity uh, the electricity that the project generates is what you pay for on your bill, um, hopefully at uh, a rate that's uh, on par or a little bit less with what you would ordinarily be paying for electricity. Um, or if you are sort of an, an owner subscriber of the model, you would receive a direct credit on your bill um, that's proportional to the amount of kilowatts that you bought in the project. Okay, so if I'm in an apartment, then there aren't a lot of options for me to buy into community solar. Yet. Not yet, no. Yeah. So what are things that Texas as a whole could be doing right now to be better at solar? If we wanted more rooftop solar, if we wanted more people to be more or less en more energy independent than we are and stable as our grid, what should we be doing? Yeah, so for folks that can, that are homeowners and can take advantage of, of roof, rooftop solar, you know, investing in rooftop solar is not just good for, um, for you know, your long-term energy bills, but it's also uh, good for the grid in that uh, solar reduces the amount of electricity that people are 
demanding from the grid, um, especially during On hot, hot, sunny, sunny days. days. <laughs> right. Um, and so that adds to grid flexibility. Um, something that I would love to see in Texas in the future is uh, an on-bill financing mechanism. So that would allow people to pay for, say, a solar system on their utility bill on a monthly basis, sort of like you pay for your cell phone with a cell phone bill, um, distributed generation, uh, anything we can do to reduce demand. So distributed generation, storage, community solar, um, storage at community centers, energy efficiency. Um, those are all things that can help shore up the grid and are uh, pieces of the puzzle to, to maintain grid flexibility and resiliency. So uh, Solar United Neighbors has co-ops right now in the Houston area. Yes, we How many do. And what would people do if they want to get more information? Yeah, so we have, um, so last year, the co-op maxed out at about 300 members. And so this year... Uh, Was that the city of Houston yeah, co-op? Yep. The one that you partner with the city? Exactly. Okay. And so this year, we're looking at more of a... Uh, a region-wide approach to uh -huh. enable more people to join and have more of a, I guess, a neighborhood feel. So there's four different uh, solar co-ops in Houston right now. Um, there's a Northwest and a Southwest and a Northeast and a Southeast. So if you are in Houston and you're interested in learning more about the process of going solar and um, joining a solar co-op near you, you can just go to solarunitedneighbors.org slash Houston. Um, and you can find a co-op to join from there. Oh, great. All right, well, thank you so much, Hannah. This has been great. Yeah, thank you, Lisa. That was Hannah Mitchell, the Texas Program Director for Solar United Neighbors. We'll have a link to their website in our show notes. Now I am here with producer Farrell Gibbs. Farrell, what else is going on around Houston today? Hey, Lisa. Well, last week, as you know, we did an episode on Houston's night flying birds. In that episode, you spoke to Rice professor and bird enthusiast Sin T. Lee about the hazard of lights in the city's buildings and the collisions sometimes that the birds can have with those buildings. Well, there's a new article in the Houston Chronicle that's emphasizing just that, that there's a total of one billion birds that die from collisions with buildings each year. And it's particularly meaningful here because Texas has one of the largest bird populations in the country. So the Texas Conservation Alliance, the Houston Audubon, and other environmental groups around Houston are asking Houstonians if they will turn off non-essential lights at night between 11 p.m. and 6 a.m. They're asking for it this month and next month because it's peak season for bird migration here and also later in the year, October and November as well. Thanks, Farrell. That is it for our show today. If you do not already get our newsletter, y'all sign up. It's free. It is good. It is at houston.citycast.fm. That's all for our show today. We will be back tomorrow. It's amazing how well I can impersonate myself. <laughs>